This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The positive start to Ipswich Town season faces its toughest test so far with a string of four games against top six opponents starting this weekend at Hillsborough. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're listening to Watching Two, Watching Two, the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We are live as this introduction will no doubt confirm. And one way or the other, we want to hear from you tonight. Get in the comments, let us know your predictions, your lineups, your thoughts, your worries, your anxieties or your confidence boosters for the rest of us. Um, Join me to discuss it all pre-match show buddy Seb Brown. Seb, how are you? And talk to us about the shirt behind you. Hello, mate. I'm good. Yeah, I was going through what I had in the wardrobe that was linked to, to Sheffield Wednesday. And I suddenly remembered Carlos Edwards scoring from pretty far out, I think, in yeah. about February 2010. And it, it was kind of the, uh, a run of results that got us away from any kind of relegation danger in King's first season, which I guess we probably weren't expecting at the start of that season. But yeah, it's a, a good luck omen with a, with a win at, um, at Hillsborough. I can't wear it tomorrow because in the resulting 12 years, my body shape has changed. <laughs> so I can't wear it tomorrow. So I thought I'd, I'd air it tonight. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully it's a good luck omen for tomorrow. For display purposes only. I mean... A lot of my football shirt rack is similar to that. That's lockdowns. We can blame lockdowns for that. Um, as we mentioned off the top, we are we are live tonight. We really want to hear from from you guys in the chat. Great to see some of you with us already. Charlie, as always, um, Honey Badger Games. Evening to you, Michael, joining us from Brisbane as always. Evening to Tony, one of the Telegram group, loving the uh, Winston Churchill. I didn't look at that before I put that up there. There you go. Um, historic though, so it's fine. Um, Charlie, big game, but I'm confident. We will get the job done. We'll see how confident Seb is as we uh, know as the evening no doubt progresses. Evening to skip. Evening to Mullet. Hello to Mullet. First time I think I've seen you on the live chat for a while. Good evening to you. Evening to David. Another ever present. Um, Honey Badger Games is going for biggest game yet. I would say Seb. Do you agree? And when is the next biggest game yet? Uh, yeah, definitely the biggest test so far we've had. We'll come on to Sheffield Wednesday and try and find crumbs of, of 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 weakness that we can hopefully take something away from. And then obviously we've got this crazy run, haven't we, of Plymouth next week, I guess, uh, international call-ups dependent. And then we've got obviously uh, Pompey and then Cambridge. So yeah, big run against what, three of the top five coming up? Six, yeah. Six, yeah. Yeah, Cambridge are sixth. So um, I that I did do that bit of research in advance, so um, we could talk about it. Um, evening to Jules. Um, he's going for a two-one. There we go. Evening to Gary. Um, and he's interesting from Gary straight off the bat here. Seb, we've got a uh, rest wears hashtag rest wears. We'll, we'll come on to the we'll, we'll come on to the the formations one because you had an idea on the um, the post match reaction show about uh, a formation change as well. So we'll discuss that in a minute, I guess. 
But what do I know? What do I know? What do you we'll, know? Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Um, a, even to A, um, the biggest game is always the next one. Quite right, regardless of the opposition. Even to Stephen, can't wait for the trip tomorrow to Hillsborough. Got his lucky socks ready. Three points, please. If you've got any lucky things, omens, and you know, maybe maybe we don't share them. Maybe that's the whole point in keeping them to themselves. But uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people at this point in this season will now be thinking, do I not wash my shirt again? Yeah, that kind so of stuff. Do, do the same routine. Yeah, drink from the same coffee cup in the morning. Do your normal pre-match. Listen to the same things on the way to the ground. Hopefully this show. Listen to us. Whatever, yeah, whatever you're doing, obviously, for the past eight games, please continue it for a little while Keep longer. doing it. David, a massive supporter for the podcast. At it again with the Super Chat. We love you, David. Thank you so much for that generosity. Um, a, a mug, a Blue Monday mug is winging its way to you as a thank you from us the least we can do um, and if you want to um, also get yourself some blue monday merch we've got free shipping for the next 24 hours so head to our store the link above blue monday itfc.co.uk so sort yourself out there anthony geo's three points in the bag sounds confident but i think he finishes with um david's going for a one one we'll get our predictions sorted towards the end of the show and mullets um here with his consumer advice please wash your shirts people especially if you're standing next to mullet in terms of bits and pieces of news there but it's not we, we dealt with the, the the key event of the week with both you and i um were talking about um i just saw that um aren't you two a couple of blue monday mugs Wee. there you go thank you Anthony. yeah enjoying that one bants hashtag bants um we talked about the main event midweek, um, the, the victory over Bristol Rovers. Um, a lot of people very happy after that. You can listen to that show back um, if you are looking for something to fill the, the time, depending on when you're traveling down or up to Hillsborough on Saturday, if you need some extra time to be filled in there. That was quite an enjoyable show um, and a cameo from yours truly towards the end there. But I, I guess we'll talk about Cameron Burgess a little bit, Seb, when we, when we talk about our lineups. I guess the big debate at the moment, we'll deal, deal with this briefly and then we'll just talk about the main business, which is Sheffield Wednesday. But all of these international call-ups, and you mentioned that you alluded to at Plymouth. Um, latest news tonight is that we've got another call-up, right? Do you want to dive on Yeah, that? so Cameron Stewart's been called up to the Irish under under 21s I think it is um, for the first time so I guess technically now we do have three players away on international duty obviously he's not registered in the senior squad because of his age so I don't know if that affects if we are allowed to call the game off or not personally I I wouldn't as long as Morsey isn't called up by Egypt I think we can deal with missing Burns because we've seen earlier in the season people can come in and fill a slot for him Gregory I think is a great player but he is the backup left back so again you know whilst he'd be missed from the bench we do have other options that can come in and and like I say with with Morsey available I would I would definitely look to to, to play that game you know we, we saw three years ago the damage that postponing games could do you know if we if we do get a, a decent result tomorrow you know a win would be fantastic we'd probably all take a point now or most of us probably would and if we can keep that momentum going into into home park against Plymouth next weekend, then momentum is such a key thing. You know, we saw it in the relegation the first year down. We, we cancelled matches because we had people away. And then we were playing catch up and we never got back in our stride again. And 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 so if it was me personally, by all means, play it as long as Morsey isn't one of the ones to get called up. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And the logic there is sound, isn't it? And yeah, momentum, as you said, and, and the, the risk you've got is... An away trip to Plymouth ends up being a Tuesday night, doesn't it? You know, and I, I'm all for annoying Sky, and um, we can divulge a little bit more about why I'm Sky are annoying me. Um, but we'll talk about that later. But that's the risk, isn't it? And we don't want a Tuesday night game. I guess the other option is maybe if we get knocked out of the FA Cup in the opening couple of rounds, maybe then that frees up a weekend towards the end of the year, maybe. But yeah, you just don't want it. You get the fixtures done, you know, and if you've got a, as closer to a full strength team as you can then i think you've just got to go for it so we'll we'll keep a watching brief on that situation there and i'm sure mckenna and pert have got better plans and strategies in place for this type of situation than maybe our few previous managers may have had um, let's do a few more comments before we start um looking into and drilling into in detail what sheffield wednesday are about evening to mw um all off to Sheffield Wednesday, 3-1 town. Let's go. Michael, 4-2 loss. No, Michael, don't. 3-2 <laughs> um, for Honey Badger. Mr. Ipswich Town, Paul Lambert there. Draw written all over it like Sheffield Wednesday rock. Um, evening to Stevie. I feel more confident about these sort of games than in the past. I reckon we may win 2-1. Fingers crossed my feelings are right. And A's quite right with you there, Seb. Got to maintain 
the momentum. Um, should we drill into, I keep saying drill into, that sounds really wrong. Should we talk about Sheffield Wednesday, Sebastian? Tell us all about where Sheffield Wednesday find themselves so far this season. Well, basically, like us, they're just really, really good at football. So they're currently sitting fourth <laughs> in League One. Bye, the everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, more insight like that in, in weeks to come. No, they're currently sitting fourth in League One, 16 points, played eight, won five, drawn one. They have lost two games so far this season. Obviously, we're, un- one, we're unbeaten. They have lost twice. And there is an argument amongst their fans that the two losses are against the two strongest sides they've played in Peterborough and Barnsley. So we'll come on to that sort of recent, uh, recent form in a minute. The, the three wins were against Morecambe, Forest Green Rovers and Bolton. Probably, I guess, maybe Bolton aside, you should be beating the likes of Morecambe and Forest Green if you've got eyes on promotion and eyes on being at the right side of the table. And the two defeats, like I said, Barnsley at home, which was a bit of a shock, I thought. Uh, it was the one where Norwood scores from the corner with a really, header, really good yeah. header. Yeah, a lot of their, um, on the message boards and stuff, people said they just simply didn't turn up that day. I guess it was a Yorkshire derby, wasn't it? So um, sometimes with derbies, form tends to go out the window. And they lost to Peterborough 2-0 as well, but they played the vast majority of that game with with 10 men. They're nearly sending off, which I guess kind of, kind of impact on the result there. But a lot of their message boards were saying that Bolton aside in the opening game, we've not been tested yet. You know, we've had a pretty standard kind of run of games and the games that we should be beating. So they're sort of seeing this is a big test for us and their biggest test of the season. But equally, some of their fans were also saying, well, hang on a minute. We did lose to the two sides, you know, who are who are kind of there in the table. So it's going to be a really, really interesting game. They, uh, they played midweek on Tuesday night. And they won 3-0 at Morecambe. It took a while to get the breakthrough. They didn't score until the 70th-odd uh, 70th minute. Two goals from corners. Mr. Barry Bannon, that we shall discuss in, in, in greater depth, had a, uh, a pretty a pretty sparkling game. It was 3-0 in the end. Three late goals from the 70th minute onwards from Windass, George Byers and Michael Smith. Uh, Barry Bannon, two assists from the first two left-footed in-swinging corners. Identical they goals, weren't they? I, they absolutely were exactly identical. The same. Yeah, yeah, sort of near post. Um, um, identical kind of goals. And I guess that's what you need sometimes if you're, you know, 70th minute and you're frustrated by Morecambe because they absolutely dominated the game, but they couldn't make that breakthrough. Sometimes you just need that, you know, that corner to, like we saw at Accrington, it can make a world of difference if you've got that in your armory. They completely dominated the game, 71% possession, 29 shots with 11 on target, nine corners. And I saw this jumped out at me. They completed 707 passes in that <laughs> game. And as a comparison, obviously we played Bristol Rovers and were very dominant. We completed 590 so they made over 100 more passes than us, which kind of shows the, the absolute dominance they had. And Barry Bannon was just absolutely superb. He had 152 touches. I think he made uh, 10 key passes, had five shots, as well as his two assists. So he's warmed up nicely for tomorrow, which is probably not a great thing for us. And basically plays where he wants. I mean, we'll talk about his role in their system shortly. Worth noting before we move on from those two defeats, both of them um, two goal defeats, and no goal scored either. So um, that might bode well, obviously, mitigating circumstances around that that Peterborough defeat, as you mentioned, with the sending off. But there was some, yeah, not the best defending against Barnsley. But I think Mike Duff has figured out, I think, how to play teams like us and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether we've had a chat with, with him and glean any useful insights. But I think, to be fair, Seb, and we'll talk about We'll talk about the, the 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 way they play football. It feels like high press and forcing mistakes might be might be our best bet, as well as trying to impose our game on them. But we shall see. Um, reminded, I mean, last season, as we recall, defeat in the playoffs. Um, I mean, a tricky one against Sunderland, wasn't it? Um, but dramatic, wasn't it? That it was a strange leg. one, wasn't it? Because they lost at the Stadium of Light, took a 1-0 back to Hillsborough, and I kind of thought that second leg, because under the lights, obviously, the midweek return game, I kind of thought that game would be hell for leather and, you know, them really, really going for it. And they were very calm and very patient. They get the breakthrough in the 70th, fourth minute through Lee Gregory, but they kind of, I don't know, they never really sort of went hell for leather on it. So I was, I was a bit surprised. It was a little bit more subdued than I was expecting. I was expecting a bit of a classic, and it certainly just didn't end up, didn't end up kind of being that. The, um, obviously, they then equalised. The, was it the 93rd, 94th minute? I think Patrick Roberts sent them to uh, uh, to Wembley. And we know what happens to Wembley. They go up quite comfortably. So it was a strange one. I mean, across the two legs, we kind of build it as the ultimate League One playoff because it was the two biggest attendances in League One playoff history. And they absolutely kind of, well, not not bottled it, but they, did, they didn't do what <laughs> so I thought. So you were going to say the B word. No, no, they, they didn't do what I thought they would do in the, uh, in the second leg, which I just found strange. Let's talk about Darren Moore very briefly. I remember our pre-season pod with Gab um, 
both you and Gab were a little bit unsure of Darren Moore. I think maybe Gab more than you, but I think that's because there's a, a West Midlands kind of bias maybe in there. But I think you both were of the opinion that a tricky start for them and more might be under pressure. Um, what's your thoughts on on him now? I mean, his style of play, we know his team against Doncaster, we kind of toiled to that one or draw, I remember, in the, the first season down under Lambert and probably they deserve to beat us and he tries to play the right style, doesn't he? Um, you know, his, his, um, he's a defender by trade, obviously, former player for West Brom. Um, you know, physical, big physical presence, but his teams try and play the right way, don't they, Seb? Yeah, they do. I, I think it'll be quite an interesting, quite an entertaining game tomorrow. It's two kind of, you know, passing footballing sides. I mentioned earlier they had over 700 passes against Morecambe in the week, so they like to get the ball down and kind of knock it around. He's kind of built the defence very much in his own kind of image. We'll come on to them and the physicality and the size and stuff, yeah. Uh, we'll come on to that when we go through kind of the, the the lineup. But I just thought at the start of the season, you know, it reminded them, it, it reminded me of us last year where there was so much pressure going into it. You know, they had an amazing window. We'll come on to the window in a minute. They made loads of good, good signings. And I just kind of thought that if they were to get off to a slow start, given the owner they've got, you know, Chanziri, I kind of thought he wouldn't hesitate to, to pull the trigger if he felt he needed to. Um, but they've, they've started, you know, they've started okay. And his record is actually really good at League One level. If you take out the, the kind of three or four months he had in the championship when he couldn't keep them up, we're kind of looking at a 1.87 points per game based on last season in League One and the first eight games of this season. So he's, you know, he's, he's adapted to League One life really, really easily. Fair enough, given the kind of quality of, of player that he's got. But I like him as a manager. I thought he was harshly done by West Brom. You know, he kind of galvanised West Brom and nearly kept them up, didn't he, in the in, in the relegation from the Premier League season. I think we were the team that we played against when we only got fired. Didn't Nolan score at Hawthorns? And yes. Think, yeah, they were still in the playoffs. I was there. And then, oh, yeah. We were, they were still in the playoffs. And then suddenly they, um, they they announced after the game that he was on the way out. Um, but I thought it was harshly done by there. Did a good job at Doncaster. And now he's obviously got a, a chance to get one of the Giants back up to the back up to the championship. Indeed. Listen, you talked about the strengthening. I mean, some really chunky spendings that's happened there, including players on free transfers, including from teams who were promoted to the championship last time out and maybe regretting perhaps um, not sticking around at Rotherham, um, given their start to the life end of the championship. But there's some ex-ITFC interest in there as well, Seb, and some interesting pronunciations for you to get your teeth into so um tell us about the arrivals i've done my research i was listening to uh kings of anglia uh on the way into work not ross ross is not the no no stuart watson pronounced the one of the center backs from rotherham so i mentally noted it as soon as i got to work i uh, i wrote out the uh the the phonetic pronunciation to make this easier on myself brilliant it's mark mcginnis mcginnis yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) great yeah no a, a window of 11 arrivals um and they've got a pretty strong kind of itfc kind of you know former either loanees or former players that, that, that we know quite a bit about nine departures i guess as you would expect you know the first season you don't go back after a after a, a relegation you kind of have to naturally let some players go um but, but the key arrivals michael smith from rotherham is one we all know you know he scored against us didn't he in the in the late that game on sky yeah 19 goals last season as rotherham won the league um so i guess you know for whatever reason he decided to make the short trip down the M1 to join to join Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and they did a double deal, didn't they? They signed uh, Michael Ihikwi, uh, the centre-half on loan. As, well, that's what Stuart Watson said. I'm going by what he says. Okay. Um, he joined uh, as a centre-back option as well from Rotherham in a, in a double deal. Malik Wilkes joined quite late on from Hull in the window. And they've got this ex-ITFC contingent of, obviously, David Stockdale uh, in goal. Mark McGuinness, uh, formerly a loanee at us from Arsenal, wasn't it? In the second yeah. year down. Uh, and obviously, Mr. Bakinson, or Bakinson, as you will refer to him. Yeah, Bakinson, as you will refer to him as. Um, he obviously joined them on, uh, no, on a permanent, didn't he? When he kind of was out, the, uh, out in the cold at Bristol City. We didn't take him when they kind of was wondering where exactly exactly he could end up going but thankfully he got himself a uh, a club in the end and uh, we've got some uh, i like mike um ben hennigan so i'm from afc wimbledon he's in there with um alex Mighton from forest is a good loan i mean they chucked some certainly some big money at strikers didn't they still got lee gregory we'll talk about him and probably in terms of we could i mean in terms of the outgoings there's no massive surprises there we'll deal with those very briefly but probably the biggest bit of business is retaining barry bannon isn't it albeit he's not as young as he used to be but you know still a championship quality player isn't he 
Definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I was I was listening to the pre-match presser, and obviously, you know, Darren Moore is kind of waxing lyrical about him, and he's he's just simply, you know, he's like some of the players we have at this level. He's just too good, isn't he? He should be yeah. in the in the championship at the least. You know, I guess he's getting on a little bit now, which might go against him. But they play him in that number ten role, and he's just got the freedom to dictate games. And he's such a classy player with his left foot. You know, he's a really really nice little tidy player. He's actually the smallest player in their team, but he's got quite a low center of gravity, so he's quite hard to knock off the ball as well. And he's just a, a really really classy player in terms of players going out as we mentioned um, Mendes Lang Berrino I don't think much of a surprise there Che Dunkley I think maybe we've raised our eyebrows a little bit that maybe more because it's good business by Shrewsbury um, Sam Hutchinson went up to Reading um, Massimo Longo you've healthy noted down here I was going to ask where he's gone to but has recently signed his short term deal at Borough but it feels like that's strengthened hasn't it there's no weak that's not a weaker window over the kind of the net position. Um, a lot more bodies, particularly up front, a lot more Ford options. options maybe yeah, if you, you're upgrading Mendes Lang and Berahino, aren't you? And you're getting the likes of Michael Smith, Mighton, uh, Malik Walks, and you know, you, you, you're massively upgrading that part of the pitch, which, as you know, is what you need at this level. Talk to us about systems and style of play then. I think we've, we've kind of alluded to it being a short passing game, quite similar to, our, to ours. Um, maybe a slightly different formation, a little bit of experimentation, but you're expecting them to revert to type on Saturday against us. I think so, yeah. They played a 4-2-2-2 against Morecambe in midweek and obviously had that absolutely amazing kind of dominating performance, but uh, that would be suicidal, wouldn't it, to do that against Different type us. of opposition, like, really, isn't it? Yeah, they're not going to be doing that against us. Most of the season, they've played a three-at-the-back system. It's normally a 3-4-1-2 with Bannon in the number 10 role behind two strikers. Um, and and I, if I was a betting man, I would vastly expect them to go back to that tomorrow because there's no chance you're going to line up with a relatively untested formation against us uh, without sounding big-headed. And obviously, we play a three-at-the-back system, so I guess you'd naturally want to try and match it up. And that's what they know. That's what they've played the vast majority of time back at this level. So I think he very much, you know, Darren Moore came out in the press conference today and said it was horses for courses on Tuesday night. I was just simply doing that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll amend formations as and when I see fit. And I think that was basically telling us that it'll go back to the three-at-the-back, the solid base for the game against us tomorrow. It's interesting to think whether the um, 70 minutes, wasn't it, when the goal came in, whether that... Gamble paid off if they hadn't scored the set piece, whether that would have been a, a different outcome there. But it sounded like they Morecambe were holding on a little bit. Um, I mean, the, looking at this, it, uh, the, the centre-backs maraud forward, don't they? You've got Iorfa in there and McGuinness in there, both who want to move forward. Um, Iorfa down the right, McGuinness down the left. And you've got your wide players in Palmer and Johnson who just bomb on. It's very similar to us, isn't it? Yeah, very, very much so. The only difference is they have the two out and out kind of strikers. We obviously play the, you know, the two number tens. Um, I guess Chaplin, you can almost class as an extra kind of striker the way he gets forward. But but it's going to be two very, very similarly lined up sides. Uh, Stockdale will, will will be the keeper. Obviously, we know all about him. Had that uh, loan spell in two, must be ten years ago now, must be ten, eleven years ago. Under we had that year, didn't we? We had like loads of loan keepers one after the other. I think it was under Jewel, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> He'll be the keeper. I think they'll bring Iorfa back in. He was rested in midweek. I think he'll come back in as the right-sided centre-back. Hickwe will be the centre uh, of the three. And Mark McGuinness will be on the left-hand side. Then, like you say, Liam Palmer and Johnson will be the full-backs. Byers will be the one of the midfielders. He kind of be, He's not a complete sitter. They brought in um, the guy from Cardiff in the summer, um, who's kind of a, 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 an out-and-out trained central defensive midfielder. Byers will get forward. You know, he scored the other night. He will look to, to, to get involved in that right-hand kind of channel. Backinson, I guess, is one who started the first, I think, four games of the season, but he didn't figure um, in midweek. A lot of their fans on the message boards were saying they felt he was a bit jaded after a, a, a load of, you know, I guess he joined relatively late in the window, so we're not sure where he's fitness-wise. He could well be alongside Baez in the central of midfield, or it'll be Delhi Bashiru, who's just come back from an injury, and then it'll be Bannon in the 10, and the two strikers likely to be Lee Gregory and Josh Windass. Josh Windass is their, is their key striker so far this season. He's got four goals and, uh, sorry, three goals and four assists. And obviously Bannon's got the three assists. Michael Smith, they're kind of kind of breaking him in a little bit. I think he's only started one game so far this year. Uh Wilkes has yet to start. So the some of the arrivals from the from the summer, they're trying to look into get up to, to full fitness before they integrate them in the team. I think there's a bit of an audio issue. I don't know if it's still occurring for you, Seb. Can you hear it? 
I can hear it from time to time. Yeah, I've switched yeah. my phone off. Apologies to anybody. I, I, I've switched my phone off, but I can still hear it coming through. So I don't know where it's where it's coming from. It might be me. So I'll, I did, when I mute, I just muted myself. Then did it make any difference? It comes and goes. I, I can hear right. it every now and again. So if you've got your phone, just ping it off for for yeah, something for interfering there. So apologies if you're picking that picking that up. We'll um, we'll do our best to try and prevent that, but not a huge amount we can do. <clears throat> Let's talk about style of play. I'll, I'll try and find some bits and pieces here. To give some confidence some and hope. Crumbs. Um, hope. I and mean, you said strong defensively, they're joint highest scorers at home, aren't they? Um, along with Portsmouth and Cambridge and Peterborough, ironically. Big physical team, but you concede a lot of fouls. Maybe that's an opportunity, Seb? Yeah, potentially. I mean, they're, they're very strong defensively. They've had five, cl- five clean sheets so far this season in the eight games. So they are very much a side like us, built on, you know, a completely solid base with that back three and then letting the attacking players kind of work their magic. They are a physical side. I think McKenna alluded to it, didn't he, in yesterday's pre-match presser. The average height of the keeper and the centre-backs is, or the whole defence actually is six foot two. Backinson, we know, is a big lad. He's six foot one. Gregory's six foot one. So it's a side full of kind of, you know, tall players. I guess we're going to be missing Cameron Burgess. So potentially, you've just said a minute ago, they are the uh, uh, the decent from set pieces. They scored twice against uh, from corners against Morecambe on Tuesday night. So, you know, they are going to be a threat from set pieces. And without Burgess in our team, it's important that we, you know, get our zonal marking right and we, we really look after that because that's a, that's a big part of their game. You're on mute, Richard. You're on mute. Can you hear me okay? I've changed the microphone. Uh, you're quite muffled. It's not like you're underwater. I'll keep I'll keep talking. Like you said, they're a, they're very much a foully bunch as well. The average kind of twelve fouls per game, and they've had two red cards so far this season as well. One was in the game we mentioned earlier against Peterborough, which they ultimately lost two 0 So they are a bit of a you know not, they're certainly not an S housery kind of team, but they won't be afraid you know to to take one and 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 kind of you know get get yellows. And obviously, the, like I said, they had a couple of reds. So potentially, I guess with Morsey in midfield, you could be looking at him to maybe kind of wind a couple of them up to try and use that to our advantage. Have they so? For us in central, central midfield, you've got Morsey and Evans and both kind of contribute, don't they? And you've got Harness and Chapman dropping in. If, if teams mark Bannon out of the game, A, if that's possible, does that, who is the person who's going to bring in the, the creativity and create chances for them? Because I don't think Backinson's that kind of player for me. Is it getting the ball wide, maybe? Is that their only real option if Bannon's isolated out of the game? I don't think it he would will be, be, but... If- but- if they start Delhi Bashiru, he'll be a big threat from central midfield as well. He'll look to get forward and kind of link that play. You know, he's played out wide in his career. He'll be the one who kind of looks to looks to kind of, you know, get, get forward and support those strikers if you can keep Bannon quiet. But the trouble with Bannon is, I remember the show we did last year, I likened him to Alan Judge under us. He will just go all over the pitch. He'll start in the number 10 role. But if you look at his heat map, for this season and certainly for last year where he's played in a similar role, he will go all around the pitch looking to pick up the ball. So you run that risk, don't you? If you put somebody on him specifically and follow him out to a touchline, then suddenly you've got a whole ton of space for the likes of Byers and Deli Bashir, who are the two wing backs to get forward. And, and that's going to be one of the, one of the key battles. We'll, we'll talk about us in a sec, but let's go to the comments. And, and again, apologies if the audio issues are persisting. Um, it might be one that we have to fix after the, after the show. So apologies for that. Um, need to get some new equipment maybe or maybe there's some maybe there's some people doing some stuff next door that I I can't hear um, but apologies for that um Mr Ipswich Town I think five points from the next three would be a good return um Blue I think we can win tomorrow but it won't be disappointed if we come away unbeaten with a good performance and a point I think a lot of focus there on that aren't they and and I can understand that I'm um, to James from Pennsylvania who's going for a three one um, well, we, yeah, a lot of people agree with five points minimum over the next three. Well, it's going for a four nil confidence. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Yeah, Jules, four. The beer's on me, Mullet, if we do, bud. Um, yeah, HCH, Wednesday have had a tough start. Um, real danger. Um, what else have we got here? Yeah, Jules, battle of the midfields tomorrow. Your thoughts on that one, Seb? I think that's probably fair, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, we're going to need Morsey and Evans to kind of get control of that part of the pitch and really look to kind of dominate. And and what I like is the way obviously they've started so well this season. But I've been so impressed with Lee Evans in particular. You know, we know what Morsey gives us. You'll get the box-to-box, the energy, the, the demanding standards of people. 
but you've got obviously that that safety net now in Lee Evans, haven't you? Where he will just you know sit slightly deeper, and if Bannon is one that's looking to you know pick up the ball and run, then you've got Evans who can kind of hopefully keep him quiet, and and, and that's very much I think where the game will be won if we can get those two dominating and keeping Bannon quiet, and then let our you know our full backs, our two number tens, Ladapo leading the line. He's a big physical guy. Obviously, we'll, we'll come on to our prediction lineup, but but Ladapo leading the line, then we could do some real damage. I think midfield is is absolutely crucial tomorrow. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lee's um, saying we, uh, we need to do what we do best at, um, let them worry about us. And it, that is a real psychological, uh, psychological change that we need to kind of adjust it. You know? And it'll be interesting to see how McKenna approaches it. The, the, we and we're could. not used to that, are we, as, as fans? That's not something we've ever been used to. You know, we've done these preview shows going away to Sunderland and we kind of think to ourselves, well, you know, we take a point, but you're more hopeful than anything. And and this year it does certainly feel very different. And, you know, we are starting to become, you know, well, if we were to win tomorrow, we're seven points ahead of them. And that's a massive problem for them. You know, we know last season exactly how you, you can fall behind and it can be very, very difficult to catch up that kind of gap. So, you know, there's there's definitely something to be said for that, that we are the team that's top of the league. We are the team that's unbeaten so far this season, albeit perhaps with a slightly easier set of fixtures so far. But absolutely, we're now in, a, in an era where sides should be worrying about us and we can kind of, you know, focus on our natural game and, and not hopefully specifically make changes to, uh, to counteract threats. We, we just need to play our game that we've done so well. We're so drilled. We're so well coached. We know our patterns of play. We've got so much confidence. We've got goals spread all throughout the team that, we, you know, we, we shouldn't certainly go into these games fearing anybody, I don't think. And that's not always been, well, it's certainly not been the case for, for, for the, our time back down in League One at all. Yeah, and you always risk... Uh, you know, an unfamiliar setup is, is uh, when, uh, the tough games like this. You don't want to confuse the team. I know that we're probably coaching a way where we've got maybe four or five different ways of playing and systems and so on. But, you know, we've, we've established a way of playing this season. You just want to stick to it to Lee's point. Um, I'm going to start thinking about us. We've got some comments here, which will help us along those, um, the thoughts about what we might do. Skip, um, I guess we've maybe debunked this a little bit, but I wonder whether came out might throw a curveball and play a three in midfield, which we talked about on Tuesday night, especially with Burgess out. Um, James Keogh or Edmonton, Ladapo or Gas in starting 11, Domball to harness Bannon, says A. Um, what's your thoughts, Seb? I think the issue is if you bring in Don Ball, it's a formation change, isn't it, in reality? I know we basically play with a back four because Burns is so far advanced, but you're going to have to sacrifice because you can't drop Morsey or Evans. So you're going to have to sacrifice one of Chaplin or Harness. They are obviously our two top goal scorers and probably our biggest threat. Uh, so you're going to have to sacrifice one of them to bring Ball in. 
And I guess fundamentally it's more of a 4-3-3 with Burns one side, Chaplin one side, a main striker and that kind of sort of midfield base. Personally, I wouldn't do that. I don't think it's the kind of game to make, you know, sweeping formation changes. McKenna has played the three at the back for probably every game. I know it's a hybrid and it's basically sometimes a four when we're attacking, but it's primarily had the th- those three centre-arse with Dynastian doing the hybrid role. And I certainly wouldn't look to change that for one of the, one of the biggest games of the season personally. I agree with that. So, in terms of personnel changes, then who to um, to James's point here, who comes in at for Burgess at centre back for you? Well, this will be interesting, won't it? Because obviously Edmondson's not featured since the Northampton uh, Pizza Cup game. And I guess this will tell us who the kind of fourth choice centre half is at this point. You know, obviously we had Keogh on the bench, didn't we? Not in midweek, but the previous game against um, wherever it was. I can't remember it was now. Um, but he was the he was kind of seen as the backup option. Edmondson isn't injured; he's simply out of out of favour at the minute. But but then McKenna dropped that in the post match interview on Tuesday night, saying Edmondson had trained really really well. So if it was me, I think I'd play Edmondson because he's more familiar with our three at the back kind of set up. I know he didn't have the best of games at Hillsborough last year, but he is kind of more, you know, more more, more used to that that formation and the style of play. But I think whoever we do play, I'll be quite clear at that point that, you know, either Edmondson is, is out of favour or he's had a bit of a dip, been rested for a bit, trained really well and got himself back in the side. It's, it's a really interesting one. I'd go Edmondson if they're both fit and all things being equal personally. A lot of people talking about Greg Lee, maybe as a left footer. Yeah, well, it adds the natural balance. That's the nice thing about having um, Burgess in there. You know, Burgess is good in the air as well. Sorry, he is. Yeah, strong in the air, and you might need that against the set piece threat and the kind of general physicality of them. Um, That I I wouldn't be adverse to that either. I don't know how many times he's played kind of left centre back in his in his career, but also he'd have he'd have Wolfenden and Davis either side of him. I guess kind of talking him through the role, but he would have that certainly that physicality which could be useful from the from the corners and stuff. And he adds the balance, which is always nice as well. It's nice when we've got. Burgess with that left foot, you know, those crossfield diagonals that we've seen him try recently. And that's quite a good sort of weapon in the armory if Lee can do the same thing. But I don't know how much Lee's played at left centre back. And I guess it is a risk throwing in a relatively untested player somewhere like Hillsborough. You know, if we're going to, no disrespect, Forest Green away, you're probably a lot more confident doing that than you are going up against the likes of Bannon, Gregory, Windass and a full Hillsborough. And who's the who's the striker for you? I mean, Ladapo put in another good shift. Yeah, Ladapo got the assist for Evans in midweek. Uh, led the line well. He's strong. He could hold the ball up, and he's got a ridiculously good record of scoring at Hillsborough as well. I don't know the exact stats, but KOA mentioned it in the middle of the week. His uh, his record at Hillsborough is pretty decent. I think he got a couple there last year for Rotherham. So for me, it would be him. I thought he did pretty well. Led the line against uh, Bristol, and I I wouldn't make that change at all. And then obviously you've got the likes of Jackson and Ahadme to come on at 70, 75 minutes if the game plans work out after he's been battering them and bruising them for the first part of the game. I wonder whether Jackson might start. I I, I just think uh, I I think Stockdale's playing out from the back is a mistake waiting to happen, and I wonder whether Jackson's pace may enable that. But Ladapo is no slouch either, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? I mean, these are apart from the Burgess absence, these are kind of positive you know, positive thoughts to be having and, and interesting challenges for McKenna and Pert to be solving rather than, you know, how the hell do we get anything from this game? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a very different mindset, as you said. Um, let's do a few more comments before we talk predictions. Um, even into Ian, who's welcome, who, uh, our favourite Darlington fan. Good to have you back with us. Um, again, apologies if you've joined us and you're hearing some audio issues. I don't know if that's resolved. I've not heard it now. It sounds like it's all good. Whatever you've done, that's fine. I think I might have had a, an Apple charging cable across my microphone cable. So I think that's my fault. So apologies. Professionalism is. I didn't even know I had it. I was just playing with things. And there you go. Um, David Stockdale started his career at Darlington FC. There you go. Come on, Darlo. Um, that's what we want. Um, and so did Michael Smith. So there you go. Uh, Darlington link there. For, uh, trivia. That's what we want. Pub quiz trivia. That's what we want. Um uh lots of da, 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 lots of people talking about my microphone thank you everyone uh, love that i think we've we've caught up on everything important um let's do some predictions we want to hear your predictions as well get those in right now um yeah a has to be fridge where would that leave him third yeah um, yeah i guess that of... that would be very telling if keo comes into the side tomorrow then 
I think something is definitely going on with Edmondson. Not sure what it is, but, you know, I guess something is potentially something's happened in the last few weeks because, you know, at the start of the season, he'd have been nailed on him. And he, he, he was so good, wasn't he, for the, the first kind of when he came in and was it September time last year? OK, he had the Bolton game, which was an absolute nightmare, but he sort of got stronger and stronger. And he was one who was kind of thinking he might struggle to hold on to this somewhere if, you know, if, if he'd have kept going and hadn't got that injury. But for whatever reason this year, I don't know if he can't shake off the injury or what, but, but he's not hit those heights at all. Pretty serious injury as well, to be fair to him. Yeah, well. yeah, very much so, yeah. So, yeah. you know, ho- hopefully, like McKenna said, he's trained well this week. He'll come straight back in and, you know, he's strong and he gives you that option to play out from the back. And I like him as a footballer and I'd, I'd like to see him play tomorrow. Yeah. Let's do some predictions then. Get your predictions for Sheffield Wednesday v Ipswich. Any other League One games? I'm, I'm going to get this out there early. It's not, apart from a few of the teams at the top playing each other, it isn't a vintage round of League One fixtures, but feel free to give us your predictions if you want them. Um, and we'll come back to your comments to finish off the show at the end with a few bits and pieces of news, including um, some exciting news um, and more details to follow on the flagship. So I will tease that, um, something exciting in the land of Blue Monday to unveil shortly, but um, let's do some predictions. So we've had a bit of a break, um, an enforced break. So let's, let me just remind you, um, Seb, in particular, about how we got on last time around, which is a couple of weeks ago now. Um, here we go. Oh, look at all those greens. That is what we want. Um, and here's the league table, which you want to look at as well. So 14 to 8 point win. Um, and there's the margin, four rounds. And um, there you go, 27 point gap. You're so smug with yourself. You're so happy, aren't you? Look at you. You're just so, yeah, you're just, you're loving this year, aren't you? So it's a complete role reversal. I mean, what we've done is we've removed something where it it doesn't require a huge amount of, of thought and, you know, uh, research and science, to use your words. And we've replaced it with something which requires some, you know, proper thought and consideration. And, you know, we split the men from the boys, Seb. That's what's going on now. Yeah, I'm going to replace that that. Great, yeah. I really, I really hope you lose this. Oh, week. I really, Kevin I really hope that we'll clip that. Yeah, you've got too cocky already. You've peaked too soon. Oh, yeah. This is like Room One Hundred One last year, where you were storming into a lead, and then you went crazy yeah. and tried to get rid of throw-ins, and it all just went horribly. See, the wrong thing for is you. now that, that people can't. People liked to vote against me just despite me. That I can't control how fixtures and football outcomes are arrived at myself. So there's no jeopardy there. So oh, I wonder what made you choose this feature then over the summer months. <laughs> let's, uh, let's focus on the games, shall we, Seb? And, and our one's last. So um, let's look at Accrington Cheltenham and we're both going for a, probably a bore draw there, aren't we? Yeah, Accrington have hit an awful run of form, haven't they? They, they obviously were unbeaten again until they played us, lost that one, and they've lost sort of three on the bounce through the last two before that. So they're in a, a pretty poor run of form. I think they've dropped into the relegation zone as well. So Cheltenham, you know, are a, a kind of where you would expect them to sort of be. So I, I think that'll be a, a, a fairly kind of one all kind of tight kind of game. Nothing exciting going on there, I don't think. Bolton Peter, another one of these top of the Big game. table clashes. You're going for a draw, interestingly. Well, Peterborough are on a bad run of form, aren't they? I mean, I mm. think including cup competitions, they've lost five on the bounce now or something, but that can't last forever. That's kind of my logic. You know, Bolton have won the last two. They're on a decent run of form, but but Peterborough won't stay bad for, for forever with the options they've got. So I think they'll get a point and that'll start to see them sort of come out of this bad run of form. I think Peterborough are away from home and not as strong as Peterborough at home. So I've gone for a Bolton victory there. Um Bristol Rovers, we saw them midweek. Lincoln, I think, got a good result midweek as well, didn't they? I think yeah, they you're won. going for a Bristol Rovers win, though. Is that on the basis of how impressed you were with them on Tuesday? I, I quite like the way they kind of, you know, came to play football and they certainly didn't park the bus or try and do anything like that. I guess, you know, we saw the the kind of overzealous challenges, which I guess is kind of a, a mark of a Joey Barton kind of side, yeah. Um, but no, I, I was impressed by them. They've, they've started reasonably well, you know, they've, they're, they're certainly not not down there struggling too badly. So I think their home form will be key to them staying up and I think they'll win that one. I think Lincoln are going to be very inconsistent this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cambridge Barnsley is a kind of a close game i've gone for the draw you like cambridge at home presumably yeah cambridge at home unbeaten obviously they're awful away aren't they which is why it's a bit of a shame that last weekend's game was cancelled because that'd have been a great time to play them uh, but at home they're they're so so strong they're going to make the the ground is it the abbey Have i made that up is it the abbey it's yeah. got a sponsor though hasn't it all uh, right okay um they're going to make that a tight little ground hard place to go to and barnsley i think are one of those sides that are going to be look amazing one week a bit like derby look amazing one week and then struggle the next week as they kind of transition back to this level so i think that, that cambridge will win that one I'm just trying to um, 
I think it is the Abbey Stadium. I can't find them. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think it, I think it still is. Yeah, I don't think there's a sponsor for that one. So, um, next up, Derby Wickham. We're going for a narrow Derby win. Wickham are inconsistent, aren't they? But Derby yep. on a bit of a maybe a poor run for them. They are, um, but Pride Park, you know, it'll be full. It'll be rocking. So at home, I I, I can't go against Derby at home. I think, I think they're at home. The, the fans and stuff will, will get them across the line in quite a few games. And like you say, Wickham have been really inconsistent this so far this season. Um, I know they won their last game, but I think they drew the two or three before that. So they're you know they're not in an amazing run of form. And we probably favour Exeter over Burton because it's Burton. Yeah, really the Whipping Boys, it. unfortunately. Yeah, obviously Jimmy Floyd's now left to carry on doing Sky on a Sunday instead of doing post-match analysis of their latest hammering. Um, so they are very much the Whipping Boys so far this year. You've got to fear for them already, only being eight games in, and, and Exeter, I think, will win that one. And next up, we've got Fleetwood Charlton. We're not getting excited about that one, are we? We want all. And Fleetwood um, are the draw specialists, aren't they? They've drawn four of their last five, so... That's why I went for it. That was my science that I used behind We're that one. Consistent for the, the three fixtures here. We've gone Forest Green over Morecambe and Oxford over MK. I don't think Oxford over MK is not a particularly controversial prediction, I don't think. But Forest Green, Morecambe, I wonder whether they might cancel each other out. But Forest Green, I think, won midweek, didn't they? Yeah, they did. No, they, they drew midweek, didn't they? Is it? They drew midweek, I think, and won last all of the games before the uh, the postponement. So I've got that down as a, as a Forest Green win. Yep. And Port Vale, Shrewsbury. We both like Shrewsbury away from home. Good yeah, form. They're, they're sort of quietly. They're about what are they eighth? Are they so? I know yeah, they were pretty poor when we yeah. played them, but they're they're there or thereabouts, sort of trying to touch kind of sixth base and stuff. So yeah, I just think on the road, I, th- I think they'll get a result there. And Port Vale will kind of start to revert to not being disrespectful where they probably should be in the table. You know, Portsmouth, Plymouth. Another we'll big one. There's, there's three big games this weekend, aren't there? There's three of the of the big boys all going head to head on the same weekend. I've gone for a Portsmouth win. Obviously, they've won the last five on the bounce. They are scoring goals freely. Plymouth aren't as amazing away as they are at home park, and hopefully they'll have the their confidence knocked out before next weekend. So I've gone for a Portsmouth win. Yeah, I, I wonder whether we underestimate Plymouth a little bit. I mean, Portsmouth are good. We were talking about them on the Telegram group, weren't we, and how effective they are under the Cowleys. I wonder whether we underestimate Plymouth. Got a really good result a few weeks back at 2-0 down and beat Derby 3-2. Yeah. So, maybe. Don't know. Finally... One alls. We're going We've for both one gone for the safe bit here, haven't we? We've noticed we've got a Sheffield Wednesday fan, Nat, in the uh, in in the comments who's joined us. He's going for a one all as well. So I think that is the consensus. And I think, to be honest, would we not all probably take that? You know, they're they're our biggest rivals. I know they're four points behind us, but they're a hell of a side. Um, it's probably going to be the biggest attendance. Um, probably of the of the season, I would imagine. Um, and they're going to be, you know, it's going to be a really difficult game. I know we are now a different proposition, but I think to quote Mr. McCarthy, if you offered me a point, I probably wouldn't get on the bus, to be honest with you. We had a chat in our Telegram group, didn't we? We said, how many points would you be happy with from the next three games? So this one, uh, and then Plymouth, and then Portsmouth. How many points would you be happy with and not even bother getting on the bus, to quote Mick again? Uh, I think five was the consensus. Good boys. So... I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the impressions to you, to be honest. Um, but I think because this was five points, if we take five points from uh, Portsmouth, sorry, from uh, mine's gone Sheffield, uh, Plymouth, and then Portsmouth, I, I think we'd all be pretty happy with that. I guess that means probably two away draws and and beat Pompey at home, stay unbeaten, and just keep them at kind of arm's length for a little bit longer. We had a couple of people say five points. If you if you higher or lower than a five, feel free to get your thoughts in in the comments. And welcome, now. Great to have. Um, an opposition view here. Hopefully, I don't. You can listen back. Apologies for the audio; it's a bit crappy. That's my fault. Um, you can hear our assessment, Seb's assessment, predominantly of your team, and we're obviously worried about Barry Bannon. So, um, no surprises there. But good to have you with us, and interesting to get your thoughts in terms of other bits and pieces of predictions. Charlie's going for a one 0 with Jackson to score. Maybe me and Charlie think that Jackson's going to have a cameo tomorrow. Um, Honey Badger, just hope it's not boring. No nil nils or one nils. Um, three points is three points. So as he says, um, Skip's confident. Three one Ladapo brace and Morsey. I'd love a Ladapo brace, but Seb, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I ha- I see that. Do you? 
No, I, I don't think it'll be. I don't think there'll be four goals in the game. I think this is going to be quite tight. It's going to be two passing sides who I think will probably maybe cancel each other out a little bit. Um, so I, I don't expect a free-fouring kind of rip-roar kind of game. You know, I think it'll be tight. First goal will be key, obviously, um, if we can get it and then kind of frustrate them by knocking the ball around. You know, that could go massively in our in our favour. But I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. You watch now; it'll be a three-all draw. I'll be sat on the flagship in forty hours' time, going, "What do I know?" Well, a two-two from Mister Ipswich. We've got a five-two. Christopher <laughs> is super confident, and David's a little bit more along our lines. One-all uh, with a Ladapo. Um, here's Tony. Um, I think we'll find out just how good we are tomorrow, and produce a sensational performance, comfortable three-nil win. I want some of whatever you're drinking tonight, Tony. But good to have you with us. Loving that confidence, um, Jason. Uh, James, sorry. Three-one. Um, Gasan scores. I'd be. We haven't talked about Adad May, Hadme, sorry. Thoughts on whether he made a, a good kind of appearance as more of a kind of a disruptor and obviously got his man sent off. Be surprised to see him start, wouldn't it, Seb? I don't think he'll start, yeah. I think that'll be his role as one of the the finishers, I guess, him and Jackson or, you know, the, the ones on the bench that can come off in the 65th, 70th minute and look to kind of, you know, shake things up a little bit. I think that'll very much be his role. He did well the other night. He, he looked good. He's such a strong guy. Isn't he? He's so strong and physical. And it's great to have that option coming on, but I, I can't see him starting. I think it will definitely be Ladapo to, to lead the line tomorrow. Hearing to Chris, another one of the Telegram VIPs, five points mean we remain unbeaten would be a decent start. Christopher wants seven. Um, there's some poker going on for Michael in Brisbane, so all the best for that. Um, I was going to do a poker joke, but I haven't got one off the top of my head, so um, play the man, not the cards, and all that fun stuff. Um, is Nat, David, we played Portsmouth, Peterborough, and Bolton, so happy to be only four points behind. Yeah, tough games there. A yeah. lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans have talked about are maybe weaker um, set of fixtures, albeit we played Bolton. I think we played Forest Green at the wrong time um, when they were had that confidence and momentum from promotion. I, I think there are maybe a different proposition now. Barnsley, no mugs, a Sheffield Wednesday, no as well. So, yeah, clearly we haven't played the likes of Portsmouth and Peterborough yet. So, as Tony has said, a real test of our credentials. Um, not an unbeaten six points for the next three, like you suggest on Tuesday, Seb. Wasn't quite sure how that was possible. Here's some science with Gary. <laughs> uh, must have been, yeah. Must have been drunk on the uh, on on the happiness after the Bristol Rovers game. Um, Gary's going for a two-one as it goes, and George is going for a two-one. Chapman and Harness, um, who are very popular with our friends at the Not the Top Twenty podcast this week. Um, let's um, wrap things up on the predictions, and then um, we'll come back do a few more shout-outs, get your predictions, your lineups, anything else you want, um, and we'll be back in just one second. In terms of bits and pieces of information um, worth knowing, um, we are brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub. Bustling it was on Tuesday night, so a midweek game, but it felt like a Saturday. A lot of people may be making up for missing out on Saturday's um, last weekend. Um, so you head to the Greyhound, perfect venue pre-match, and any day of the week, frankly, what a lovely pub it is. Um, Seb, in as few words as, as you can, remind folk how great Telegram is. It's brilliant. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm looking forward to the match day chat tomorrow. Get involved. Two week free trial. Then it costs a fiver. You cannot buy anything decent for a fiver at the moment. And it's well worth the money. You won't lose anything. Come and get involved. Give it a go. If it's not for you, walk away. But I think you'll stay. Yeah, you're, it's like Royston Vasey. You'll never leave. Uh, we talked about merch right at the start. We've got um, hoodies, beanies now because it's that time of the year, sadly. Probably freezing today. Um Free shipping for the next 24 hours, depending on when you listen to this, and Saturday night. Um, so do get involved in that. The quality is excellent if we do say ourselves. And beware if you order in bulk. I'm not sure anyone will be ordering in bulk like we have, but um, Brexit has maybe made that a little bit more complicated and may result in you paying for some charges. The, our supplier does refund those, but best is to order in smaller quantities to avoid that issue in, the, in completely. Back for the flagship show, we'll talk about Sheffield Wednesday live Sunday evening. Ben in the host chair with, um, well, two or three out of Ben, um, Dave, Craig and Seb, who are, but Dave, Craig and Seb, I think a trick of you are actually at Hillsborough tomorrow, aren't you? On Saturday, depending when folk listen. So we'll have got the inside track. We've got the, the eye on the actual match action there from our um, spies 
at Hillsborough. So come and listen to them and join in the discussion on Sunday night. Um, if you've enjoyed this, please do give us a thumbs up. We really do appreciate that. Nudges us up the algorithms on YouTube. If you want to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice as well, we do appreciate that as well. We do read those, some very enjoyable ones um, we've had there. And obviously as well, if you're listening to this uh, on a Saturday morning and you're going up on the coach or in the car, and you want to um, tweet us and say hello, we do love to hear folk um, who are listening to the pod on the match day. So do let us know, do interact with us. Um, and we might be posting stuff on our Instagram if um, any of those guys I mentioned give me some photos to post. So yeah, do interact, keep the interaction going match day. And obviously the best way to do that is, is on the match day chat on our Telegram group as well. Finally, I did promise a tease, a big um, Blue Monday announcement, and I can reveal, and more details of this will be shared on Sunday that we will be running another Blue Monday live event, in-person event in a couple of months' time in November. Um, It will be on a Saturday after an ITFC match. And I can also reveal after extensive negotiations all summer that we will be hosted by Ipswich Town Football Club. We'll be in the Sir Bobby Robson suite for Blue Monday Live in a couple of months' time. So Ben will reveal all the details about um, how you can get involved in that, tickets and dates and all that kind of fun stuff on Sunday. We hope um, with the last one we did at Curve Bar was brilliant. We hope loads of people will get involved in that. Um, and more details, as we say, will come out um, next uh, on Sunday. And, um, yeah, hopefully you guys will see as many of you in person as we kind of see on these chats. It would be great to see you all there. Um, and uh, yeah, watch this space. Um, Seb, um, any more bits and pieces you want to add before? I think I've got everything right, haven't I? Yes, I have two bits to add in. First mm. off, everyone going tomorrow. It's a big crowd. It's over 3,000 tomorrow. Everyone, please note the turnstiles are closing from 2.55 till 3 o'clock to allow for the minute silence and the playing of the national anthem. So it's going to be a big crowd anyway, but it's definitely going to be one where you want to get in there early. If you arrive at the ground in that time slot, the shut, the, the turnstiles will be closed. And I guess you'll have to wait until the game's kicked off before you can come in. Um, the other one I want to mention is a pre-match venue as well. We've got Tom Miller in the Telegram group. Tom is based in Sheffield with his brother, Ben. They have a bar called the Neps that Neep send social club and canteen it's got beers it's got food it's got darts it's got table football it's about 30 minutes away from hillsborough on peniston road there's a twtd article about it and a, you can google it and find it dead easy so uh, an ipswich town fan uh, bar before the game get yourselves down there i'll be heading that way um like i say it's halfway between the town center and the ground and that's where you want to go pre-match see you in there hopefully yeah good stuff said well remembered yeah go and support a, a fellow town fan um, on opposition territory um, and go and pack it out with blue and white or red and black or black and black if you've managed to get your third kit. I know a few of us are still waiting for oh, us. Oh, on that, so. do you think it'll be the black kit tomorrow? You're the kit officiado. We did wear the Adidas one last year, didn't we? Yeah, I... I blacked out one. I I wonder whether the stripes might Clash. be a factor in that. I wonder... Uh, maybe the club... I thought the club might have tweeted about it, but perhaps because of not being able to get all of them out as quickly as they wanted, they might do not want to upset people, but I wouldn't... Be surprised, Deb, if it's the all-black kit. Because Do you think the one stripes... I'm waiting for has been diverted to one of the players instead? Probably, Maybe so. probably not the size I've bought, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in trouble if any of them are wearing No it. comment, yeah. no comment, no comment. <laughs> um, maybe they're wearing lots of Under Armour stuff and the kind of yeah, the sports thanks. bra GPS stuff. I thanks, don't know, but, yeah. but maybe, maybe it will be the black kit. Yeah, thoughts on that in the comments if you want. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll, if not, it'll be the red and black, won't it? Um, let's finish off with some comments before we say goodbye. Um, Nat, our Sheffield Wednesday, Fishy died. I think the manager wins the game. If that's the case, Seb... Who, who's winning the game then? If it's if it's an arm wrestle between Darren Moore, if it's and an arm wrestle, it's it's Darren it's Moore, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's any, any kind of physical duel, and I think we're definitely coming off second best. I don't know; it'll be an interesting I fancy one. I in a race. Sorry, foot race, running race, running away, brilliant. Yeah, I uh, I, know. I noticed Nat said earlier he thinks the subs will be crucial as well, and I guess yeah, that is that is going to be a a very key tactical battle. I think it will remind me of the MK Dons game we had back in February March time. It was a nil nil. And it was fascinating to see how McKenna played that one tactically. I think tomorrow might be very similar and be very, very close. Uh, Chris reminding us about Ladapo's record at Wednesday. So fingers crossed on that one. And maybe that's uh, that was Skip's thinking about Ladapo, wasn't it? Um, thank you, Michael, for your support. Good luck with the poker. Um, Nat had Ipswich first and Wednesday. I had it the other way round. I think I had, might have had us third. I had Wednesday top in my... I'm trying... We need to dig out that. I had Peter, show. that's not looking good at the moment, is it? I had Peter, Peter to win well, the league yeah. and us second. And, and you mocked me saying we'd never go from 11th to 2nd. 
Well, I lower your expectations. You'll never be disappointed. Thank you, David, for the plug for Telegram and Jules as well. Um, what else have we got? No, hopefully, yeah, we. It's a great, it's a great away day. Sheffield, a great yeah, city as well. Brilliant. So, yeah, really enjoying that one. Um, what else have we got? Stuart Ipswich win on Saturday. Um, Saturday way by me from Carcaloville. There you go. I don't know what any of those words mean, but great to have you with us, Stuart. Um, there you go. He's, David's coming over for a game. That's what we want. Make sure um, you let us know, David, and we'll, we'll all meet in the ground. We definitely owe yeah. you a pint. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Oh, MW's got his shirt, I think. That's what we want. Pictures, MW, pictures we want. Um, Charlie, thanks for joining us. Um, and I think we'll end with some positivity. Ipswich have been transformed... A transformed team under McKenna. Let's hope that transformed team can do the business in this run of tricky games against top-of-the-table opponents. Seb, I always ask you to sign off. I will do that now. Have a great day tomorrow, everyone. A huge game, the biggest of the season so far. Things do feel different this season. Let's go into it full of confidence, as always. Come on, you Blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.